0: This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. You're listening to Opening the Scriptures with Don Boyd.
1: Welcome to the program today. This is Don Boyd with the Moody Church of Christ during this Redemption Week. And the lesson that I want to give today is about a song that is found in our songbooks. It was written by Fanny B. Crosby. And she wrote the song in 1882. Uh, She was born in Brewster, New York on March 24, 1820. She caught a cold when she was six weeks old, and that led to inflammation of her eyes. A doctor put a poultice on her eyes that led to her being blind. And she wrote several songs that we have in our songbook. But the one I want to look at today is the song Redeemed. Uh, Another note on her, she died on February 12th, 1915 at the age of 24. But let's look at the words of this song that she wrote named Redeemed. It begins, Redeemed how I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The word redeemed in the King James Version is translated from four different Greek words. Well, first of those words I want to look at is latrosis. Strong's gives the definition for that word as a ransoming. Thayer defines the word as a ransoming redemption. Deliverance, especially from the penalty of sin. That word is found in Luke chapter 1, verse 68. Luke chapter 1, verse 68. Where Zecharias here, this is the father of John the Baptizer, stated this Blessed be the God of uh, the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. God visited us his people through Jesus Christ his Son, and because of that we have deliverance from the penalty of sin. A second word that is translated redeemed is lutrao. The word according to strongs means to ransom. Thayer says it means to release on receipt of ransom, to redeem, liberate by payment of ransom. That word is found in two places. The first one is Luke 24:21. Luke 24:21 there as Jesus there had again disguised himself or hidden himself from these two men that were there walking on the way to Emmaus and uh, the one of the men said there, but we trusted that it been he had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Well, this man that is talking here, or they said we, they've lost their faith in Jesus Christ because they thought that he was the one who would redeem Israel. Well, he was the one who redeemed Israel, but not in the way that they expected. They expected a redemption from Roman rule. What they got was redemption from sin. Another word that is translated redeemed is exagorazo. Strong says that means to buy up, that is ransom, figuratively to rescue from loss, to improve opportunity. Thayer says the word means to redeem, by payment of a price to recover from the power of another, To to ransom, buy off. And then he gives this definition, metaphorically of Christ freeing the elect from the domain of the Mosaic law at the price of his vicarious death. That word is found in Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13, where it says Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So that definition Thayer gave there about Christ freeing the elect, that being those who are faithful to him, from the dominion of Mosaic law at the price of his vicarious death. And then the last word that we find translated as redeemed in the King James Version is agarazzo. Or excuse me, Strong's, I'm just going to use Strong's definition this time, says properly to go to market by implication to purchase, specifically to redeem. That word is found in the book of Revelation. First of all, Revelation chapter 5, verse 9. Revelation 5, verse 9. Of course, this is, you know, written in symbolic language, but it says, And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for Thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by Thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation. So we'll notice here that God or Christ redeemed us to God. The American Standard Version says, didst purchase unto God. He purchased us for God, and he did it through his blood, that he was the perfect sacrifice for our sins. And then also in the book of Revelation, it is found in chapter 14, verse three chapter 14, verse 3. It says, And they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders, and no man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. The 144,000 there representing the faithful of all time. Go back and study the book of Revelation on that to see that, but that's not our topic today. But the faithful of all time were redeemed. They were bought back. They were, well, Christ came using this definition. Christ came to the earth as to a market to purchase those who are faithful, to redeem to God those who are faithful, and again, through the blood that he shed on the cross. So when we sing, redeemed, how I love to proclaim it, do we really mean it? How often do we proclaim to the world our redemption? We are redeemed to God by the blood of the Lamb and by blood of Christ. And there is no other way. John chapter 14, verse 6. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus there said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And that is because we are redeemed by his blood so that we have access to the Father. The second verse of the redeemed song says, Redeemed through his infinite mercy, his child and forever I am. God is rich in his mercy toward us. Go first of all to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 5. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, for even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us or made us alive, Together with Christ, by grace are ye saved. You think about God's mercy. He doesn't give us what we deserve. He is rich in mercy through his infinite mercy. In Titus chapter 3, look at verse 5. Titus chapter 3, verse 5. The verse says there, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So renewing of the Holy Ghost there means renovation. In other words, our lives are renovated because we obey what the Holy Spirit has revealed through the word of God. But you'll notice, according to his mercy, he saved us, and how? By the washing of regeneration is the first thing that he mentions there. We are saved by the blood of Christ, we have already seen that, and we access the blood of Christ through the washing of regeneration. That washing of regeneration is found in Romans chapter six beginning in verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together, in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. That washing of regeneration mentioned over here in Titus 3.5 is baptism in water for the remission of sins, Acts twenty-two sixteen. And now, why tarrest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins. That washing of regeneration, there. But it's through the mercy of God that we have that opportunity. And then also look at 1 Peter chapter one verse three. First Peter chapter one verse three says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively or living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And then the uh, part of that verse in the song said, His child and forever I am, if we continue to be faithful to God to the point of our death, we will remain his child forever. In Philippians chapter 2, look at verse 15. Philippians chapter 2, verse 15. It says that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, the children of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. We being children of God should shine forth that light that we are reflecting from God. In 1 John chapter 3, look at verses 1 and 2. 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. It says, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God or the children of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew not him. Beloved, now we are we the sons or children of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And in Revelation two ten, the last part of that verse, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee the crown of life. Now, the third verse of the song Redeemed says, Redeemed and so happy in Jesus, no language my rapture can tell. Our redemption should bring great joy into our lives. You go to Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 8, and look at verses 5 through 8. Acts chapter 8, verses 5 through 8. It says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. And verse 8 says, And there was great joy in that city. Great joy for what? Well, they had had the sick healed and things such as that, but they had redemption through Jesus Christ. Look at 1 Peter 1, verse 8. 1 Peter 1, verse 8. He says there, Whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable full of glory joy unspeakable there that joy that just is indescribable that we have for Christ in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 13 it says but rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings that when his glory shall be revealed ye may be glad with exceeding Joy, great joy that we have. And again, there is no language that can fully speak the words to describe the feeling of intense joy that we should have because of our redemption to God by Jesus Christ. You know, we looked at 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 8 a while ago. It mentions there that we are to have that we have should have joy unspeakable, joy indescribable. No words can be can, can that language tell. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 15. 2 Corinthians 9:15. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift, his indescribable gift that he's given to us. Verse, The next verse, verse 3 there in the song says, I know that the light of his presence with me doth continually dwell. Well, I like think I said, verse 3 a while ago when it was verse 2, but that doesn't matter now. But anyway, we are in the light of the presence of Jesus the Christ and of God the Father. In 1 John, excuse me, John, not 1 John, but John chapter 1. John chapter 1. We want to look at verses 1 through 9. John 1, 1 through 9. In the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We know from verse 14 that the Word is Jesus Christ. Verse 2 says, The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Verse 6, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That, that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world, that being Jesus Christ. And we know from First John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, that we are to walk in the light, First John chapter one verses five through seven, where it says there. But it, uh, excuse me, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, As he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. Walking in the light, we have direction from God through his word how that we are to live this life, and that is walking in light, in truth, in holiness, in pureness, as God is in the light and God will always be with us. You know what Jesus said there in Matthew chapter 28 verse 20. Matthew 28:20 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you and lo I am with you always even to the end of the world. Amen. And then Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Hebrews 13:5 Says, let your conversation or your lifestyle be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So we will continually dwell while we're on this earth in the light of his presence and afterwards as well whenever we have passed from this life and we are faithful to God in paradise initially and then in heaven after the judgment. In verse, the rest of the verse there in the chapter, in the song says, I know I shall see in his beauty the king in whose law I delight. Now, when Jesus comes, we will see him in his glory. In Matthew chapter 16, look at verse 27. Matthew chapter 16, verse 27. It says, "...for the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then shall he reward every man according to his works." And then in Luke chapter 9, look at verse 26. Luke nine twenty-six. He says, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed, when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. We are going to see him in his beauty, in his glory. And remember that the writer of the song, Fanny B. Crosby, was blind when she wrote that. Now, again, I'm not going to say, I don't know what religion she might have been or whatever. I just know if she was faithful to God and she obeyed the Bible, obeyed the New Testament, then she will see him in his glory forever. But if she was not, a new testament child if she was a member of a denomination or whatever like that she won't she will see him initially in his glory but that'll be it that'll be it because those who teach false doctrine will be rejected by god and now he go or the song says i know i shall see in his beauty the king in whose law i delight If we delight in God's law, we are going to be joyful whenever Christ comes back. Now, what about delighting in his law? I want to look first of all, we're going to be in the book of Psalms here. In Psalms 1, the first Psalm, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 1, 1 and 2. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Now it's amazing how many times in the Psalms that the Lord's law, his statutes, his judgments are a delight to the righteous individual. In Psalm 40, look at verse 8. Psalm 40, verse 8. I delight to do thy will, O my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. And then in Psalm 119, there are several verses that show the same thing there. Psalm 119, verse 16. I delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy law. In verse 24, Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. In verse 35, Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. In verse 47, and I will delight myself in thy commandments which I have loved. In verse 70, their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. Verse 77, let thy tender mercies come unto me that I may live, for thy law is my delight. And then verse 174, I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight." So if we delight in God's law, we obey God's law here that we find in the New Testament for us today, then we will see the king in his his beauty in whose law we delight. And then it says, the song says, Who lovingly guardeth my footsteps, and giveth me songs in the night. God is there to guard our walk of life. You go to Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. The verse says, "'And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.'" The word keep there is from the Greek word phreo, and Strong's defines that word as to be a watcher in advance, that is to mount guard as a sentinel, post spies at gates, figuratively to him and to protect. So what is he saying here? God is guarding our hearts and our minds or our thoughts through Jesus Christ. And then look at 2 Thessalonians 3.3. 3. 2 Thessalonians 3.3. 3. But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. The word keep here is from a Greek word, phalaso. Strong's defines it as, through the idea of isolation, to watch. That is, be on guard literally or figuratively. By implication, to preserve, obey, avoid. So God is on guard to keep us from the evil, or American Standard verse says, the evil one. But we must do our part in that as well, don't we? But then the song says, And giveth me songs in the night. We go back to the book of Job, chapter 35. Elihu is here speaking to Job. Job, chapter 35. And we want to look at verse 10. Verse 10 says... But none saith where is God, my Maker, who giveth songs in the night. What does that mean? Well, Acts chapter sixteen, verse twenty-five gives us a perfect example of that. Acts chapter sixteen, verse twenty-five. It says here, of course, the jailer, is, Philippian jailers, put Paul and Silas in jail. They beat them. They're in. In their feet are in stocks. Verse 25 says, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. So what is he saying there? When life jumps up and knocks us down, everything seems to be going wrong. God gives us reason to sing praises to him and have comfort no matter what may be happening to us. Again, Paul and Silas had been beaten. They're cast into the inner prison. Their feet are in stocks, and they're singing praises to God. Giveth me songs in the night. And then the refrain of the song, Redeemed, 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 redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, his child and forever. I am. Our redemption to God through Jesus Christ should want us to love to proclaim that redemption to the world. Christians should be the happiest people on earth because we are redeemed. We have the promise of eternal life, and if we are faithful until we die or our faith causes our death, whatever, Eternal life is promised to us by God, the one who was willing to send his son to be the perfect sacrifice for our sins, to buy us back to him, to redeem us to him. And then he also gave us his word so that we can know how to live our lives in an obedient way so that we are faithful to God. And we should always be proclaiming redeemed, 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 redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever I am. Again, this is Don Boyd, and thank you for being with us today and opening the scriptures
0: when you're in moody missouri you're invited to visit the moody church of christ located on highway e in moody missouri the congregation there meets on sunday morning at 10 a.m for bible class 11 a.m for worship and then again at 6 p.m for sunday evening worship they also meet at 6 p.m on wednesday night for bible study we thank you for listening today we hope you enjoyed this program you can find out more about byway media by visiting our website bywaymedia.org you can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms As always, we thank you for listening.